Hey, and welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Lockwood. And if you ever look around your house and wonder where the heck did all this stuff come from and how am I ever going to get it out, you are in the right place. I'm a mom of five who decluttered her home back in 2013 when my family and I decided to move from Alaska to Florida with one suitcase each. And I do not recommend it. What I do recommend is learning how to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist, which means learning to find the balance of what your family needs and wants without it being so much that it overwhelms you on a daily basis. So if that sounds good to you, you are going to love this podcast. Let's dive into the episode. been trying to declutter your house and not been as successful as you like, I am willing to bet that I can help you figure out exactly why. There are a lot of reasons that moms feel like they can't declutter, declutter, whether it's their kids or their spouse or the time or the energy, or just simply not knowing what to do, where to take things, how to donate, right? How to do it mindfully, how to not be wasteful and Plus you're worried about like, what if I need it? You know, I wasted so much money on this. What if I need it again and I can't get it? There is so much that goes into decluttering as a mom. And I promise that if you have thought it or felt it, I have heard it before or experienced it myself. And that is exactly why I created this training called how to create your mom proof decluttering plan. And I've done a lot of decluttering checklists, challenges, courses, programs in the past, and they work. And this training really is the framework for every single thing that moms need to consider when it comes to decluttering their home. It's the plan. We're actually going to build your plan together. It's following through with your plan and it's including your family and even learning how to make this process as enjoyable as possible. Because most people feel like The task is daunting or just another thing on their to-do list, and I don't want it to feel like that for you. So this free training, how to create your mom-proof decluttering plan, you can go to motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY to get it, or you can just check the show notes of this episode and you will find it. Come get it. I know there is so much information about there. A lot of it is much the same. Five steps to declutter your house, you know? Here's the checklist to declutter this area of your house, but none of them really show you the full scope of what goes into doing this start to finish. And that's exactly what's in this training. So go check it out, motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY, or check the description of this episode to go get it today. Okay. Welcome to how to intentionally decorate your home. So I think a lot of us, you know, we watch H. It's her birthday, yay! We watch HGTV. We see all of these beautiful homes. We see, um, like the end of the Fixer Upper episode where everything is like clean and beautiful, and it's got all these matching trinkets galore and flowers and things. I've got a shirt on underneath. Um, all these things, and we think that that's how you have a beautiful home, and it's really overwhelming. I think, I guess this is our new normal, guys. Um, Every day we go live and I nurse Kaylee in front of you. Uh, (laughs) um, So, (laughs) Kaylee, 
I want to talk to you guys about how to declutter yeah. your home so that you can decorate it intentionally because uh -huh. I'm sure that you know by now that you're in this group. That's what I'm going to tell you to do first. Okay. The first thing you have to do is declutter your stuff because, and this is the analogy that I like to use. Okay. If you're going to paint something, which by the way, intentional decorations right behind me, right there that I painted, you don't, if you're going to paint something that you want to be really, really beautiful, something that you want to be your masterpiece, you're not going to go out and get a canvas that's already painted on and then paint over it, right? Because that's hard to do. It distracts you. It messes up the vision that you have for it. You kind of have to work around it. It doesn't end up, you, you know what I'm saying? Like if, you're, if I wanted to make that, when I made that, I didn't go get a used canvas that was already covered in stuff. I got a blank white one and your house is the same. If you're trying to decorate it, if you're trying to, and I use the, the term decorate loosely and I'll kind of talk about that in a minute, but if you're trying to intentionally make it look a certain way. It's pretty much impossible to do. Hey, Felicia, with all of the um, distractions around it, which is why you have to clear out the stuff around it first. So the goal when you, and Felicia, if you're still watching, Felicia knows a lot about this. Felicia's the one that's like the, the mess. She actually, that's her, that's her, her specialty, like interior design. Um, so Felicia, chime in if I'm saying the wrong things or if you're like, no, this is all wrong. Don't do what she says. But you want to communicate as much as you can with as little as possible. Okay, when you have so much going on, it's really overstimulating. And the feel of the home that you're trying to make, the feel of the space that you're trying to create gets lost because there's too much going on around it. So the very first step, like I said, especially as moms in our homes, is to clear out the clutter. Clear out the clutter, clear out the distractions so that you can actually see what it is that you're working with and create something in a white space. So I want to talk to you about what white space actually is. Okay, we're gonna talk about it kind of in the terms of actual design and actual like decorating and actual creating a beautiful space. But I'm gonna to talk to you about what it, what it does to you internally as well because white space 100% affects your internal state of being as well. <laughs> Gosh, she's so busy. So white space is a good thing um, because, hey, Christine. White space is good because it's, first of all, it's less work for you. Okay. It's less work to look at. Hey, Emily. Um, it requires less busyness. Okay. It's easy to look at. It's easy to maintain less work, less busyness. Um, it's less overstimulating. And that is something that has a really real effect on our mental and emotional state of being. When we are surrounded by clutter and overstimulation and having to process all of these things around us all the time, all of the trinkets, all of the things on the walls, all of the decorations that we bought. What up, Kristen? Um, happy anniversary. All of the things that we bought and haven't put up on the walls yet or bought and haven't staged right. Okay, that's really noisy for us. And the reason that you freak out, because this is what a lot of you guys have said, you freak out once you clear the clutter because there's white space, all of a sudden that stimulation is gone. All of a sudden, all of your busyness is gone. All of a sudden, all of that mental chatter <laughs> caused by your things is gone. And this is what happens. And, I, and, I, and it happened to me, but all of a sudden you're like, oh crap, 
I have no distractions going on. I actually have to confront what's going on internally. Um, don't tell me this after I paint in my little room. No, Lindsay, that is beautiful. And I don't, when I, and I'm going to talk about this too, when I say white space, I don't mean literal white space. I don't mean white walls. What I mean is the clutter around you that's distracting you. What I mean is feeling like you need to go out and buy trinkets and blanket ladders and end tables and all of these things to fill up a space because it's overstimulating and overwhelming. Um, it's not, I don't mean literal white space. I mean, trying to fill in the voids. Okay. That's a good way of saying it. Trying to fill in the void. Okay. Thank God. Trying to fill in the voids with things because when you clear your clutter and, and it's gone. And a lot of you guys have made posts about this is like, I cleared out my clutter and now there's all this space and it makes me really uncomfortable. And this is why guys, and this is exactly what happened when we moved to Florida. You have to confront the things that are going on inside you when all that clutter is gone. When your physical space is empty and all of a sudden you don't have a to-do list a million miles long, all you have to do, all you're left with are you and your thoughts, are you and your relationships with the people in your home. And I think that was most impactful for the relationship um, with my husband, our marriage, because all of a sudden it was like we would put the kids to bed and there was no to-do list. There was no chores. There was no, oh, I should probably go clean the bathroom because everybody's asleep now instead of hanging out with you. We had to confront those things going on inside of us because the outside stuff was gone. It was no longer there. It was no longer overwhelming us. It was no longer distracting us. It was no longer... Um, the reason we avoided all of the stuff going on below the surface. Does that make sense? Let me know if that's making sense to you guys, because I have seen a lot of you guys ask about this. Like, Oh my gosh, I'm so uncomfortable in white space. And I bet you that's why I bet you that's why when we moved to Florida, right after, um, that was one of my, the most, um, I've always been kind of like working through like working past the childhood traumas and, and going to therapists and stuff, but it was the easiest and it was the fastest time of healing for myself when we moved to Florida and my cluttered home was gone. The clutter was gone. I was able to heal so quickly. I was able to recognize what the problems actually were and confront them and deal with them. Shamra says, yes, this is my goal, but good to be prepared for this. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of shocking. And I think people just don't realize that they think that the problem is that they need to have They're like, Oh man, I cleared up this space. It feels really good. Um, and I think the solution is to fill it back up with stuff. No, the solution is to get inside of yourself and figure out why am I uncomfortable with this? Why am I uncomfortable with not being distracted? Why am I uncomfortable? Because all of a sudden I'm not able to just check out at the end of the day or numb out. Um, Emily says we decluttered round one in May, moved in June, and we still have blank walls. My son's birthday party is less than 30 days, and I want to decorate finally, but I have no idea what I want. Okay, so that moves right in. Kaylee stole my notes. Um, that moves right into what we're going to talk about now, how to actually decorate intentionally, because that was one of the things that I struggled with, too. It was like, man, like this house is empty. It's kind of embarrassing to have people over because it's so empty, and they probably think that I... So this is tip number one, because Kaylee took my notes. I don't remember what I was going to say. Um, tip number one is stop letting 
other people's houses and opinions of your house get inside your head. So, you know, we watch HGTV, we go to the Target, Target and go down all the aisles and see all these beautiful staged aisles that are not real homes. We go to home goods and see all these staged places and homes and areas of your house that aren't real homes. They're an aisle in a store designed to target and market to people like you so that they can sell that stuff. Okay. Get it out of your head. Yes. I know I want it decorated. Um, don't fill it with anything. You fill it with anything. If you don't know what you want. Yes. Wait until you know. So that's what I was going to say first. So first declutter the things, then declutter everyone else's opinion. Declutter all the HGTV episodes, get it out of your head and be patient and be okay with like figuring out what your actual style is. So got my notes back. The way that you can actually do this um, is to use things like Pinterest, okay? To get inspiration for things that you like. Use things like taking pictures at Hobby Lobby, taking pictures at Home Goods, taking pictures at wherever it is that you like to shop taking pictures of those things and then bringing it back home and looking at it and see how it actually fits into your space. Think about how you would actually use it. I think a lot of times the reasons that we get so overwhelmed with decorating is because there's a million and one ways to do it. And there's a million and one companies trying to sell you things and ideas and trinkets and the solution to your decorating problems. So use those things, take the pictures, look at your space, figure out, first of all, what is functional. Okay. So some basic, sorry, I'm so scattered guys. Like <laughs> she really needs to be napping. And I know she's like on the verge of just freaking out and she messed up all my notes. So now they're all mixed up, but use Pinterest and those kinds of things for inspiration. Okay. Figure out what you actually like. And what I do is like, I get on Pinterest and I make a board and I pin everything that calls to me. And then I leave that board alone for a day or two or maybe a week if I forget. And then I go back and I look at it all again. And I'm like, okay, I actually have this. I didn't actually like it. It was just what popped up on my feed and I thought I liked it. And then I'll delete all those things. And eventually, you know, I'll do it again. I'll kind of filter through it and I'll find what my actual style is. So um, I actually did this not too long ago and I would go get it for you, but I'm not leaving Kaylee alone because like I said, she's like this close to just freaking out. But my friend got me some beach sand. She sent me some beach sand and I really wanted to use it for a, like a flower arrangement. And I wanted it in a vase and I knew kind of what I wanted. And I could have just gone on Amazon and been like, find the first one that was at a decent price that I kind of liked how it looked, picked some flowers that were like, okay, and put it in there. But I knew I wasn't going to like it. And I've done this enough to know that I need to figure out what I actually want. So I knew in my mind exactly what I wanted the vase to look like. And I would go to Hobby Lobby. I've gone a couple times. I've looked on Amazon and I never found the one that I actually wanted. And I knew it existed. I just hadn't found it yet. So I waited until I found it and I found it at Hobby Lobby yesterday. And then I went and picked out the flowers that I wanted to put in there. And now it's sitting in my bathroom on my counter, which is crazy guys. If you know me, it's crazy that I have stuff on my bathroom counter, but it's beautiful and I love it. And it's exactly what I want. And it's exactly what I envisioned because I spent a lot of time thinking about what I wanted, going out and finding the exact thing that I wanted, not settling for something less, not settling for something that was on sale or something that was like kind of close, but not exactly what I wanted, but it would do, right? I, I didn't do that. I was like, I'm not settling for anything until I find exactly what I want. 
and then I know it feels good. So go through and find like the things that inspire you, that you like, that you think you like, give it some time, revisit it because you'll probably come back to it and realize, oh, I don't actually like that. Um, and then um, don't settle. Like don't just get things because they're on sale. Don't just get things because they're trendy. Don't just get things because you saw it on HGTV. I talk about the golden pineapple a lot. Why is Target always selling golden pineapples and home goods and golden pineapples? Like it's a really cute, cool thing. Everybody's selling them and I don't know why. They're probably selling them because everybody keeps buying them. I don't know why. Golden pineapples don't do anything for me, but it's trendy. And every time I see it, I want to buy it or I think I want to buy it, but I don't because I'm like, I'm gonna bring that home and do what with it? Um, Kristen says, it's kind of like getting a tattoo. I really want a tattoo, but I have no idea what to get. Take time to really learn or figure out what it is. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly like getting a tattoo. That's exactly right. You, you've got to take the time to actually figure out what it is that you want. So use the Pinterest, use it for inspiration. Now, some other things that you can do, because I am of the belief that you really don't need a lot of decor. Okay, you really don't need all of those things in the Target it, from Target or from Home Goods or all you, the whatever it is that people people sell. Okay, I don't think you need a whole lot to make a place look nice. So like Kaylee's room that we're in right now is my favorite room ever. Um, she's got the crib. She's got that thing up on the wall, which is actually from my friend. She's got her little teepee. She's got the painting on the wall, and then she's got her chair over there. Like that's it. Oh, and she's got the toy shelf. So that's it. I love the way her room looks. I love the way her room feels. I love the functionality of it. I asked my friend if that's true. She said it's not true because she is one. Um, anyway, um, sounds like finding a husband. Don't settle. Yeah, don't settle. And just know that you don't need all these extra things to make it look pretty. You don't need vases of flowers to make it look pretty. Yes, you can have those. Like I said, I have some, but I waited until I was like, this is exactly what I want. And this is going to be something that I actually like looking at. And this is something that's going to make me happy and make my house feel good. But like Kaylee's room doesn't have a whole lot of decorations, but I personally think it's pretty cute. Um, maybe interior decorators will disagree, but that's okay. That's not the point. I don't care what interior decorators care say. I know that Kaylee can play in here happily and fine and it's cute and cozy and it works for us and it's functional. So think about the functionality of the things that you're buying. So another example of this is our bed that we have in my husband's room. Like we knew coming into this house, we didn't want, we wanted it to look nice, but we wanted to do it with as little work as possible. So we got a really nice looking headboard for our bed. And it was actually really cheap. It's like $300 on Amazon. It's gray. It's like a dark gray. It's, um, it's cute. It's functional. It does the job. It makes our room look put together and we don't have to do any work for it. Okay. It's functional. Think about the functionality and start with those bigger pieces first. So like a couch, um, like in our living room, the couch does most of the work. Okay. It sets the stage of the space. It makes it look cozy and inviting. It looks nice with the color scheme. It does the work of decorating for us. Um, so think about functionality and then work with, so I'm going to use the word architecture because I don't really know what else to call it, but work with like the architecture of your home. 
So if you rent, this probably isn't something that really is something that you can do, but like for this house, we loved it because those details within the architecture were done for us. Like the trim around the doors, like makes this house look decorated and put together without us having to do a whole bunch of work. Like it's done for us. It looks nice. It looks complete. It looks finished. So I think your, your, the purpose of decorating is to make a place look finished and complete. And those little things that you can do if you own your home, I would personally invest in doing those small touches or like finishing touches versus going out and buying a shelf to put trinkets on. Does that make sense? Um, like trims around the window, trims around the doors, painting doors, sometimes just like painting doors makes a really big difference. Like if it's like a really older style wood um, doors, you can um, paint it white and all of a sudden it looks completely redone and amazing. So if you own, focus on those, those types of things versus adding stuff in and bringing more stuff in, trying to decorate it. So another way you can work with the architecture rule is like painting walls. If you guys have seen pictures of our downstairs living room, it's got a blue wall and that blue wall is beautiful and I don't ever wanna hang anything on it because it brings the room together. It matches the carpet, it matches the couch, it matches the trim, it matches our kitchen cabinets and the kitchen countertops and it accents it really well to where that painted wall does the work for us. Okay. So I think hopefully you're catching the theme here. Work smarter, not harder. Make these bigger things, like the bigger elements of your home, do most of the work for you. Um, and then you can add in the finer details, like paintings and whatever else. Um, so that's, that's, that's really what I mean by white space. I don't mean white walls. I'm not saying you have to have white walls, but you don't need to go and buy things. You don't need to go and buy decorations or shelves or things to put into your home to make it feel complete. You can use things like painting the walls, like Lindsay. Painting the walls in your daughter's room is amazing and it feels complete, right? It feels like a space that you guys want to be in and you don't have to manage a whole bunch of trinkets or gadgets or bookshelves or anything like that. Okay. Um, make make your home work for you. Basically make your home work for you. Um, which makes sense. I mean, you have to pay for it, right? It's like paying rent and your mortgage is like paying your house to work for you every month. Okay. The last tip that I want to let you guys know is, um, to use nature, use nature. So I know I'm kind of, you guys are probably like, you're contradicting yourself. Crazy lady. When I was like, you don't have to have a vase of flowers to make your house feel complete. Um, but elements of nature make a house feel really cozy and inviting to me personally, I think. So if you have house plants, like if you guys know Gianna Sensenig, um, everybody loves the way that her house looks. And they're always like, teach them how to decorate. And if you look at the elements of her home, what she did was get things like wood beams on the ceiling and around the doors and used pops of paint color on the wall and used house plants and picked out very, um, very strong pieces of furniture that do the hard work for her. Love that wording. So if you look at her home, it's beautiful. It's put together nicely. It flows. 
but there's not a lot in it. And that's kind of the point is that you don't need a lot. You just have to know how to use these elements of your home to work for you. Um, if you want to know who I'm talking about, you can go to go to Instagram and follow Gianna, Gianna Sensenig, um, and get some inspiration from her house because her house is, like I said, everybody is like goals. And when you look at it, you're like, wow, she has no shelves. She has no, um, well, it's not that she doesn't have any shelves, but you know, she's not, she's not going to home goods every week and like mastering gallery walls or mastering, um, hutches or mastering, making it look like the end of a fixed upper episode, right? She's, she doesn't have all that extra stuff. Come here. So I want plants, but my cat eats them. Yeah, I want plants too, but my dog eats them and Kaylee does too. So I'm thinking, um, if I ever get around to it, I'll do hanging plants. I'll do hanging plants. But, okay, so anybody have any other questions? Put them in the comments below. Because this grumpy baby, this grumpy birthday baby needs a nap. So I'll see you guys later. Bye. Before you go, I have a question to ask you. Would you please leave me a five-star review if you are listening on iTunes? It helps me grow my show and reach more moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. If you love the show, I would love it if you shared something specific that you find valuable or helpful or that you just enjoy about listening to this show. It would mean the world to me if you took time out of your day to do that. And while you're at it, Head over to motherhoodsimplified.com to listen to more podcast episodes or check out our Facebook group, Instagram, just to connect on social media. If you love these episodes and if you love this show, please tag me. I love to connect with you over there. Podcasts are kind of like a one-way conversation where I feel like I'm talking to you and with you. But when you tag me on social media, I feel like we can take that one step further and actually connect with each other, which is the whole point of me starting this podcast and community in the first place is to be able to connect with moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. So tag me in your Instagram stories. I'm motherhood underscore simplified. Check out the motherhood simplified Facebook group or head over to the site and just find even more blogs, podcasts, decluttering courses to help you continue on your decluttering journey. Thanks so much. And I'll talk to you soon.